It is 5.08 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. First up today, an ongoing mm, conversation about the question of citizenship. And this is focused on the fact that the Home Minister, uh, Datuk Sri Saifuddin Nasution Ismail, said on Sunday that the federal government, or claimed that the federal government has the exclusive right to grant citizenship and that it cannot be conferred arbitrarily. Uh, this was in relation to the fact that the government uh, is also reviewing over 9,000 citizens applications for approval. So this is coming, of course, um, alongside the fact that the government has currently uh, completed amendments to Part 3 of the Federal Constitution, and they'll be presenting <clears throat> this to the Council of Malay Rulers this month. And um, it's it's quite, it's received quite a bit of pushback, right? Because among the amendments um, is that the rights to, uh, there would be rights that would be changed or removed. And that includes things like safeguards for stateless children, especially abandoned children. Now, back to that point about um, the government having exclusive rights to grant citizenship, um, among the people who have pushed back to at this are Zaid Malik of Lawyers for Liberty. Um, and he, he said that this isn't in fact true because that would be unconstitutional. Yeah, um, he, he essentially said that it appears to undermine the rights guaranteed under Article 14 of the Federal Constitution, which establishes the criteria and processes for acquiring Malaysian citizenship. And that includes by birth, descent, registration, naturalisation, and that there should be no room for interference or obstruction by the federal government if one does fall within those criteria, again, birth, descent, registration, naturalisation. Um, he also said, though, that there are tens of thousands of cases where people who would, within that context, be citizens, have the right to be citizens, they are denied citizenship. So I, I think that there are two things happening here, perhaps, that we, we should focus on. One being the statement itself, this idea of... Um, is it up to the government or is citizenship constitutionally granted? And, you know, I think it's important to kind of hold that in your mind. The other part of it that is, uh, or rather the other important thing to consider here are the amendments, the proposed amendments and what they're going to do. Yes, because um, while it may not always be clear to us, the constitution, in fact, is separate and exists outside of the government of the day. Um, and that's where the point of contention um, to this statement comes from, right? And in a larger sense, then, it also isn't something that's coming out of nowhere. In the past, we've seen uh, quite problematic, difficult stances taken by both the current administration as well as previous governments towards the issue of statelessness and towards the issue of citizenship rights. Um, so yeah, that's the larger context within which a statement like this from the minister is going to be interpreted. So this is kind of a technical point, um, but really curious to know, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? And essentially, how do you feel about the ways in which the government has approached this topic of citizenship, which has been a heated one from administration to administration. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at PFM Radio. After this, we are going to be speaking with lawyer Anu Xavier. Uh, so do keep it here on the evening edition, BFM 89.9. Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 
It is 5.13 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. We are speaking today about citizenship and a back and forth that has happened um, after the Home Minister, Datuk Sri Saifuddin Nasution Ismail, said that the federal government has the exclusive right to grant citizenship, that this cannot be conferred arbitrarily, while others have pointed out, uh, among them Lawyers for Liberty, that this should rest with the Constitution and not with the federal government. So let us know, uh, what do you think of how the government has broadly approached these topics of citizenship. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, joining us now on the line, we have lawyer Anu Xavier, um, who has handled many cases on citizenship and statelessness. Anu, thanks for speaking with us. Uh, thank you, BFM. So, uh, as we said, the Home Minister has claimed that the government has exclusive rights to grant citizenship. This has in turn been slammed by Lawyers for Liberty, saying the statement was inaccurate and in fact undermined the rights guaranteed under Article 14 of the Constitution. Briefly, can you run us through those rights within Article 14 in this context? You see, citizenship can only be granted by the government of Malaysia. You can't buy it from some shopping online or you can't go and buy it from online portal or anything like that, all right? So it's given by the government. Now, having said that, that right is exclusively given by the government to the particular individual if they comply with certain articles in the federal constitution, Article 14, Article 15. Now, your question is on Article 14. What does Article 14 of the Federal Constitution say? If you are born after Malaysia Day 1963, and if you fulfill certain conditions in the Constitution, in other words, you're not a citizen in any country, or your father or your mother, not both, either your father or your mother is a Malaysian citizen, then you are eligible for citizenship. That's all. It is as clear as daylight. So, going back to Saifuddin's statement then, what exactly does it mean for the government to have, um, as he said, exclusive rights to grant citizenship? Would any decision that they make supersede what's stated in the constitution? What was reported in the news portal was that the Home Minister stated that it was exclusive right, and they say that they have the right to supersede the constitution. I do not know what was in his mind, but there's no such thing as exclusive right. Because when you say exclusive right, it's like as if it's a gift given to you and we should be eternally grateful. As long as you fulfill certain conditions in the federal constitution, as I stated just now, Article 14, 15 and the rest of it, and if it's done there, if you qualify, you must get your citizenship. Otherwise, it's going to become a long story for and forever and ever you're going to be without a citizenship or stateless. There's no such thing as superseding the Constitution. Constitution is supreme. It's the highest law of the land. What the Constitution clearly states is you you have certain categories, you fulfill those categories, you get it. In Malaysia, we do not have a very specific citizenship law like India or United Kingdom or Indonesia or Australia. Where do you find those citizenship provisions? In our Malaysian Constitution, is our Malaysian Constitution adequate? I won't say perfect, but it's adequate enough at the time being to grant a citizenship. So there's no such thing as superseding the Constitution. Perhaps he was mistaken on that point. The Home Minister was mistaken on that point. 
So if we look at what Zaid Malik of Lawyers for Liberty has said, he's pointed out that Saifuddin's statement was, uh, or he's argued that that statement from the minister was the primary reason for the National Registration Department being reluctant to follow the law when dealing with stateless Malaysians. What can you tell us about this? And could you talk about the cases that may have been held back because of this issue? Sometimes what the left here left ear hears, the right ear hears a different thing. So when the Home Minister says, okay, this person I approve, he then passes on to a certain department and they will process it. Or when the High Court grants citizenship by way of a court order, then it has to go back to Kementerian Dalam Negeri or Jabatan Pendaftaran Negeri, JPN, for them to process. Now, this is where the problem is. The problem here is that when the Home Minister signs off a citizenship application or approves, for example, or if there's a court case that grants citizenship and it goes back to relevant officers to process those certificates, those uh, papers, those templates into the system to show that so-and-so is now citizenship, is now a citizen, it takes a long time, a lot of time. There's no reason for that. There's no reason for that because once the court pronounces an order that you'll be granted a citizen of Malaysia, go ahead with the process. There's no need to have bureaucratic long process. There's no necessity of that. So the government is, of course, also um, currently on its way to tabling these proposed constitutional amendments to citizenship laws, and this has received a lot of pushback. What would these amendments yes. involve, and why are they problematic? Some of the amendments involve certain parts in the Constitution, specifically parts 2 and parts 3, or rather parts Roman 2 and parts Roman 3 that deal specifically on citizenship. For example... Uh, 1E, the small capital E, if you remove that, and if a person is not a citizen in Malaysia and you remove that, then where does he go to? He has no recourse. Similarly, with Part 3, we have got issues where a child is adopted, legally and lawfully adopted by a Malaysian parent or Malaysian parents. These amendments will inevitably make them stateless. For example, there's a Malay proverb, uh, it's, it's around that line. I get my uh, citizenship here at one hand and then I can become stateless on the other hand. Or a person has got an adoption order on the left hand and then he has to now apply for citizenship and then he does not get his citizenship. So the proposed amendments are not very urgent. They can put that on hold. They can move ahead with the other amendment, the amendment on drug and substance abuse by the Home Minister. But this particular amendment on citizenship on parts two and parts three, that must be put on hold first. Engage with the stakeholder and not just engaging with the stakeholder. They have to also listen to the stakeholders, the problems on the ground and the reality. You mentioned children, uh, and there's also concern about how this would affect abandoned children. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, you see, but before that, Malaysia uh, ratified the Convention of Rights of Child somewhere in February 1995. What does it mean? It means that we go to United Nations, we ratify this, we ratify that, we sign this, we sign that, and we must put that into effect. Now, these proposed amendments found in the proposed Part 3 amendments will make them stateless because what happens if there is a child who's born overseas to a Malaysian mother or Malaysian father 
or a child who's got an adoption order in Malaysia, but because she was born stateless, then she's still not able to get the citizenship. So these these issues are very pertinent. Amendments are very pertinent uh, to, 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 to Malaysian mothers, to Malaysian children. Amendments which are, which are good, amendments that reduce statelessness, they can proceed. Amendments in Part 3, which would create statelessness, which would create more problem, I think they should be put on hold first. What are the larger implications of the government pushing ahead with these amendments, um, particularly on the many people who are waiting for an answer on their citizenship status? For those who are stateless and for those who have applied to Kementerian Dalam Negeri, KDN, for their citizenship, they can still go ahead and apply as of now and push the government. I know the results will come after 10 months, 12 months, 13 months, after two, three years. But in so far as the proposed amendments are concerned, on mothers in part two, that is okay. But on other issues, especially found in part Roman tree, that must be put on hold immediately until they engage and listen to stakeholders. Now, everyone loves to engage with stakeholders and engage with parties, but listening and abiding by it is another story altogether. So I urge the Home Ministry to hold the Part 3 amendments at this point in time, listen to the objections, not just engage, listen to the objections and put it on hold. Don't present it to the rulers at conference yet. So overall, um, I mean, aside from the, or along with the proposed amendments, but if we look yeah. at the government's position as a whole, including the reactions that they've had to uh, to criticisms or pushback, what does all this signal about the, the government's position on citizenship and statelessness? Well, uh, this government, the previous government and the government before that, uh, they've always been rather lukewarm when it comes to citizenship. Uh, we have had many ministers have come forward with many ideas, proposals, many uh, lady ministers from the women ministry who have come up with proposals, but nothing has seen the daylight, nothing has set forth. Amendments which are positive for the nation ought to go ahead. Amendments which are not positive, which are not beneficial to the nation as a whole. Amendments to law that create more problem meaning amendments that create more statelessness, more children, more mothers or more people without being a citizen, that must be put on hold for, 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 for some time until they engage. No, you've been handling, uh, you know, cases like these for years now. And often when we do shows around statelessness as well, or citizenship yeah. issues, um, yeah. it's not always the most uh, unifying of issues. Even other Malaysians, for instance, often have lukewarm opinions around who mm. gets to be Malaysian and who doesn't. Um, does yeah. this in some way impact how the issue is handled by those in the uh, in the government? The government seems to have a wide discretion, understandably so, because the federal constitution gives them a very wide discretion. There's one wording in the federal constitution that says that the decision of the minister is final and all that. But having said that, we, we can always challenge, we can always appeal. Now, uh, coming back to one question before you asked me, the part two amendments pertaining to Malaysian mother whose children are born overseas, those are good amendments, they should go ahead. But the, part, but the ones on part three, 
parliamentary, they are a bit regressive. The government must hold, and I urge the whole minister and his ministry to put that on, on hold. There's no point um, going ahead with a particular amendment which does not benefit the nation as a whole and which doesn't create uh, a, a unity concept. Anu, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you, BFM. Thank you, Malaysia. That was Anu Xavier, a lawyer uh, who has handled many cases on citizenship and statelessness in Malaysian courts, weighing in on the conversation um, that has resulted from the Home Minister saying that the federal government has the exclusive right to grant citizenship, that it cannot be conferred arbitrarily. Um, and the pushback to that has essentially been that has essentially been that that doesn't seem to match up with the constitution and what is granted within the constitution on the subject of citizenship. And we've been asking you for your thoughts. Um, essentially, how do you, how, what do you make of how this has been handled? Um, what do you think it signals about how the government approaches topics like this? You can call 7733-2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. So we have a uh, voice note that I think we will have to save for later, but there is also a WhatsApp that came in from Legion. So, Legion says, can someone explain to me why a foreign football player can get a blue IC after less than two years in Malaysia, whereas our stateless children and their parents have to jump through various hoops and have to be cruelly denied? Um, you know, this gets brought up often when questions of statelessness comes up. Also, the issue of, of um, VVIPs, people in power, their spouses or their children, for instance, being able to circumvent this process so much more uh, easily than many others. And you're right. I, 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 it's it's blatantly unfair. Well, I, I would also kind of focus here on the word that the minister used, which is arbitrary, because yes. I, I think that it can feel a little bit um, hard to process, I suppose, when, when you have the minister saying it can't be granted arbitrarily. But at the same time, this sort of case is something that really the average Malaysian can bring up um, it's it's at our fingertips because it's something that is it's it's known it's been reported on before and i think that this is one of the pain points and it's something that that people who are affected by statelessness feel especially keenly but let us know um what are your thoughts we are talking today about the back and forth that has resulted uh, from the home minister saying that the federal government has the exclusive right to grant citizenship, while civil society organisations and human rights groups have pointed out that actually it really is granted by the constitution, not so much the government. Uh, so let us know. Uh, that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Bodacious, fabulous minds. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. It is 5.38 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. Today we are talking about citizenship uh, because there has been some pushback to a claim that the Home Minister, Datuk Sri Saifuddin Nasution Ismail, made that the federal government has the exclusive right to grant citizenship, that this isn't something that can be taken lightly, it can't be conferred arbitrarily. Um, various human rights groups and civil society organisations have taken some umbrage with it, um, with Lawyers for Liberty in particular saying that, or rather pointing out that 
this appears to undermine the rights that are actually guaranteed under Article 14 of the Federal Constitution. So we've we've been asking you for your thoughts. Uh, that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Let's start things off with a voice note that came in from Sabrina. Hi, I have two Australian-born do- daughters. I'm Malaysian. My late husband, he was Australian. I brought my daughters uh, to Malaysia uh, last year and uh, commenced the citizenship application. Um, This is uh, taking a long, long time. We keep on getting, oh, pricks, go, go check online. And it's always sedang dalam process. Why should our citizenship, Article 14, if the mother is a Malaysian and if the children are born overseas, why is it taking so long? They are not national threats, okay? I do not see why it's different if I were a man marrying a foreign woman as opposed to I'm a Malaysian female um, marrying foreigners. And my children so happen to uh, be born overseas. Why don't the government just le- make it legal, all right? Naturalize everyone. If you fall under the criteria of descent or angkat ke statelessness or whatever, just make it legal, okay? Just get us our citizenship so that these children, they can go to school, they can get jobs, all right? And contribute to the economy. If you make it so difficult, people are going to go through the back door. There will be ways people will try to be illegal immigrants and all sorts. It is something that this government, this country needs to sort out. Sabrina, thank you for that point and uh, that personal perspective. I, I think, you know, you're not alone. Unfortunately, you're not alone in being a frustrated parent trying to to manage this. And you, uh, I think the... I think what needs to be pointed out or what needs to be said over and over, or at least this is what's been most evocative for me, has been the emphasis on education, on the basic ability to live well in Malaysia and how much of that is actually affected by whether or not you're a citizen. Yes, and you know, Sabrina, you you covered actually those, right? The fact that you need to go to school, you need to be able to apply for a job, even... um, even adequate regular healthcare, healthcare can be difficult to access if you're if you're not a citizen, um, and and the constant pressure of being stateless. Uh, we saw it during the pandemic as well. How difficult it was to access things like vaccination, for instance. Um, and and absolutely, I think your points are spot on. Uh, Meanwhile, we also have a message from Malini who says the government proposed citizenship amendments seek to change automatic citizenship to citizenship by registration, especially for foundling and stateless children. Many don't understand the difference and implication, but essentially citizenship by registration strengthens the government's discretionary power. And uh, I I think that actually this is very well put, firstly, and it is kind of the distinction that we've been trying to make here between what is a right granted to everybody by the constitution regardless of who's in power and what we're seeing or hearing now from the government. 
Um, and Saravanan is actually putting it even more simply, saying, I've read the news articles. These are not good amendments. Lawyers and activists have spoken up. Many impacted people are suffering. It seems like the federal constitution provides the right protection. There's no need for amendments. So, I mean, Saravanan, from your lips to God's ear, right? Because um, the the guest we spoke to earlier, Anu Zavia, who's a lawyer, uh, said that he is hopeful that there is going to be a pause on this while the government takes stock as to how this is actually going to impact people um, and how exactly we're going to, or rather to listen to what people are actually saying. And right now it does all seem to be happening quite soon because these amendments are going to be presented in front of the Conference of Rulers later this month. So it's all happening right now, it feels like. Um, But We'll see. I, I, I know that that's not a hopeful thing to say, but we'll see. Uh, we have, um, let's see, MZ saying, this seems to be a perpetual problem in Malaysia, regardless of which government is in power. You have stateless people who want to get citizenship, but also portions of the population who want to give away their citizenship because of the government. Hopefully they sort this out properly. We don't want to give up, miss out on the next Einstein just because we couldn't give them a blue IC. Keep those thoughts coming. Uh, we have been talking today about citizenship. Um, if you'd like to share your thoughts, you can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my, bfm89.9, the business station.